0: I am solar-powered. Like a plant, I'm moved and fed by the rays of the sun. My constitution and bloom alters in proportion to the light's proximity. I crave the sun, though not for suntanning. I have a strict 365-day-a-year SPF regimen, and I'm a devotee of wearing hats and sunglasses. But on December 21st, I begin marking the shift in the light, the change in the times of sunrise and sunset. On December 21st, 2022, the shortest day of the year, the day length was seven hours, 27 minutes, and 42 seconds. Today, it is eight hours, 23 minutes, and six seconds. And in one month, you ready? We will have a whopping 10 hours, 20 minutes, and 21 seconds of daylight. Perhaps Dawn can set aside her artificial light. In more than one house, I have painted my walls with a color called filtered sunlight. And to the chagrin of designers and perhaps my neighbors, I prefer to have no blinds on my windows, allowing every flicker of light into my home. Family members, and often during these short days, my co-workers are accustomed to me calling them to the window to have them join me in watching the sun rise over the yard, painting the world in color. How wonderful is the word daybreak? Light breaking through the darkness, ending the night, breaking the grip of the dark without fail on each new day. Recently, I watched a glorious TikTok video of every sunrise in 2022. Each video laid out in a grid, the light ebbing and flowing across the screen like a wave. I watched it over and over again, delighted and reassured at the faithfulness of the sun's return each and every day. Light sustains the earth and all living things, Without the sun, of course, the earth would not exist. It drives weather, ocean currents, seasons, and the climate. It makes plant life possible through photosynthesis. Our bodies, within our bodies, it generates vitamin D, supports bone health, lowers blood pressure, preventing disease, and promoting good mental health. Light is life. In both our first and second readings today, we hear the words from Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, light has dawned. Perhaps I'm captivated by the light because I, like you, like all of us, am well acquainted with the darkness. We are in the liturgical season of Epiphany, The season of the revelation that began with the story of the Magi, those Zoroastrian astrologers who followed a star and encountered God incarnate, revealed to humankind through Jesus. The light has come. The rhythms of the church calendar, like the patterns of the days and the seasons, mirror the movement between darkness and light. Advent, a season of waiting and preparation, leads to the joy and delight of Christ's arrival at Christmas and Epiphany. Then it takes us us back to the Lenten season of pause and reflection, followed by the triumph and celebration of the resurrection at Easter. The dance of light and dark is ever-present in and around us. I will not presume to know your intense, intimate relationship with darkness, pain, loneliness, illness, suffering, loss of every and any sort— It is deeply personal, individual, and unique. Our relationships to the dark mark us and form us, bruising and wounding us, scarring us in ways that will possibly never be known to another. Our experience with darkness forms and changes us, alters the direction and pace of our lives. Thanks be to the unflinching mercy of God, though, there are gifts that come from the darkness, Barbara Bound taylor in her book, Learning to Walk in the Dark, says this, I have learned things in the dark that I could never have learned in the light, things that have saved my life over and over again, so that there is really only one conclusion. I need darkness as much as I need light. Darkness is deeply individual, and it's also universal, comprehensive, ubiquitous, all-encompassing and persistent, It is cruel and unfair and pressing in from every side for every human on this beautiful and brutal planet, which too is collapsing under the darkness of consumption. Here at FBC Edmonton, like we did this morning, we include the prayers of the people in our services each week, where we acknowledge the realities and hold space for the truths of this dark world. We cry out together joining our voices to express the simultaneously intimate and pervasive presence and pressure of the darkness that threatens to undo us. In our scripture reading for today, we encounter Jesus, who has just learned that John the Baptist has been arrested. Now, perhaps trying to avoid the same fate, at least for now, Jesus goes to Capernaum. While Jesus is there, he continues to proclaim that the kingdom of heaven has come near, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As Jesus, the rabbi, walks along the Sea of Galilee, he begins calling disciples to follow him, to learn from him, and to leave their homes and jobs and families, and to make Jesus and his teachings the center of their lives. These fishermen had likely long ago given up the hope of becoming disciples of a rabbi, They'd likely dropped out of school around the age of 10 or 14 to pursue the family business or the family trade. The honor and position of being a disciple and potentially a rabbi themselves was not in the cards for these men. And here they were, being called by Jesus and invited to be his disciples. The change in their lives lives was drastic and and immediate. A life-altering shift from fisherman to student and spiritual leader. What compels any of us to make a change, to step out of our lives and chart a new course, to reach for the light for the depths of the darkness? Or perhaps more simply, what compels me to follow Jesus? To keep What keeps me returning to these pews, to this community, to this YouTube stream, to my spiritual practice again and again? Perhaps it is the hope of the light. Maybe it is the very presence of the Christ light within us that creates such bold and seemingly unrealistic hope is it the desperation to believe that we can not only survive the persistent darkness in our lives and in the world but that we can live as people of the light that our lives can be transformed by the light of Jesus perhaps it is faith in the world in the words and the ways of Jesus come to me all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens i will give you rest In this world, we will have trouble, but I have overcome the world. The light has come, transforming light. You and I are people living in darkness who have seen a great light. We are living in the land of the shadow of death, and thanks be to God, the light has dawned. This is what Jesus is calling the fishermen to, to discovering a life of light that shines amid the darkness, a life of irrational hope. Recently, I was speaking to a group about my work as a chaplain with federally incarcerated women. I'd finished my brief talk, and one of the people raised their hand, their face quizzical, and said, but you didn't talk about hope. I'm sure you must spend all day telling the women that they should have hope. This was my response. I don't really speak to the women about hope. Hope is a dangerous and misunderstood topic. Hope has crushed their spirits so many times that it must be carefully reintroduced and reformed in their minds and hearts. It must be something that transcends circumstance and comes from something deeper than crossed fingers or good luck or being in the right place at the right time. Together, me and my women carefully and tenderly learn what hope really is and gingerly begin to entertain its presence in our lives again. Hope is not everything happens for a reason or this too shall pass. Hope is choosing to hold tightly to faith amid uncertainty or circumstance. It is not logical or pragmatic. It is wild and unreasonable and radical. Richard Rohr said this about hope: Until we walk with despair and still have hope, we won't know that our hope was not just hope in ourselves, in our own success, in our own power to make a difference in our image of what perfection should be, we need hope from a much deeper source. We need a hope larger than ourselves. The hope of follow me and I will make you fishers of people is a path to finding hope in something larger than ourselves, a hope that is not crushed by circumstance. It is a call to a new kind of being, a call to participate in the audacious practice of believing and living the way of Jesus. It is an invitation to practice the countercultural way of the Beatitudes, to turn the other cheek, to loving our enemies, to caring for our planet, to being a voice for the voiceless, and to seeing light in people who the world has written off as lost to the darkness. This is the call of Jesus to us, the call to live into and out of the light of Jesus, to find shelter and healing and relief in the way of the kingdom, which is here, even now, especially in the darkness. This is a call to a, a prompting to live out the spiritual practice of forgiveness and service. It is a welcome into community that cries, celebrates, and worships together in every cold shadow and every healing sunbeam. I heard a beautiful line in a song recently recommit yourself to the healing of the world and to the welfare of all creatures upon it. Pursue a practice that will strengthen your heart. Pursue a practice that will strengthen your heart. Perhaps this too is what loosened the fishermen's fingers on their nets and quickened their feet to Jesus. The glow of the Christ light shining out of Jesus. The hope of living life in a different way. The deep desire to experience the strengthening of their hearts that only Jesus could provide. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. I am it. You're it. We are it. Has there ever been a time, a more important time, to coax the light to shine out brighter from within you? Has there ever been a greater need for the people of God to proclaim to this dark world that the light has come, the kingdom is at hand? The call of Jesus to allow the light of Christ to transform us to heal us, and to turn us into beacons of light reflecting this life-changing light to the world into these grieving places. The cry of come and follow me is a call to love this world and her people in a way that throws back the curtains, tears off the blinders, and lets the transforming light of God shine in. Minister and writer Jan Richardson offers us this blessing, and I give it to you this morning. Blessed are you who bear the light in unbearable times, who testify to its endurance amid the unendurable, who bear witness to its persistence when everything seems in the shadow and grief. Blessed are you in whom the light lives, in whom the brightness blazes, your heart a chapel, an altar where in the deepest night can be seen the fire that shines forth in you. In unaccountable faith, in stubborn hope, in love that illuminates every broken thing it finds. Amen.